Welcome to Wrestling Discussions. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, here to talk about WWE topics. Welcome to Wrestling Discussions, episode 15. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, and as usual, I want to thank God for blessing me to do another episode, and I hope you all had a very fantastic Thanksgiving, and I would also like to thank all of the listeners for tuning in to today's episode, which is going to be about my favorite wrestling video games of all time, so let's get into it. So the first wrestling game that I played was WCW Mayhem, which was on the Nintendo 64. And I want to say I was around eight years old when I first played that game. And my uncle was the one that introduced that game to me. I just remember him playing it one day and I was like, can I play? And he was like, okay. So I remember always playing against the computer and I just remember having a blast playing that game and I instantly became hooked to it as well. So the days that my grandma would pick me up from school to go over to her house where my uncle was at, you know, I would do my homework first, eat a snack, and then play Mayhem. And I would always select Sting since he was my favorite on the game because I was a huge fan of his black and white face mask. And plus, I would always win with him too. So that was definitely a plus. Then I would use Booker T and Goldberg since they were my favorites, my favorites as well. And what I like most about Mayhem was you could fight backstage in the locker room and in the kitchen area, and they would uh, have weapons in those rooms you could use as well. So I remember when I was Sting, and I forgot who I was going against, and I remember beating the brakes out of my opponent with a crutch, and I believe I used the chair too, and I had won the match. So that was uh, that was one of my favorite things to do on that game was fight in the backstage area. You know, but that game definitely brings back a lot of memories growing up as a kid because, number one, that was the first wrestling game, wrestling video game that I played, thanks to my uncle. And that was and that was when I became a huge fan of wrestling games. So definitely WCW Mayhem was one of my first favorite video games. My second favorite wrestling game was WWF SmackDown. That was on the PS1. So I was first introduced to that game by my cousin who happened to have that game. So I remember going through his video game collection trying to find a game to play. So I had came across the WWF SmackDown and I was like, cool, this is what I'm going to play. So I remember using The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, or The Undertaker. And I instantly became a huge fan of that game. You know, even though, uh, and then I also introduced it to my brother, and that became my go-to game every time we would go to our over to our aunt's house. You know, I remember when they showed a "Please do not try this at home" video on the game. <laughs> I just remember them playing that loud ass song that go done done. <laughs> then I saw a wrestler on the stretcher. Then I saw another wrestler that was bleeding, and I remember putting that joystick down. <laughs> and running out that room because that scared the hell out of me because I wasn't expecting to see anything like that and that music didn't make it any better (laughs) but after that video was over I came back to that room and I played that game (laughs) man and I remember um when my mom's friend's son had that game and I really wanted to play because I it had been a while since I played it 
So this particular night, me and my mom spent the night at her friend's house. But unfortunately, <laughs> I had a lot of homework that night. And of course, I had to do it. And it was due the next day. And I remember asking my mom, after I get finished with my homework, can I play the game? And she was like, I don't know, because you got a lot of homework tonight. And I ain't going to lie, that was a bad night for me. <laughs> I wanted to play that game so bad, but I'm stuck doing homework. And by the time I get finished, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> and I remember, and I remember before I, I remember before I got ready for bed, my mom's friend's son was still playing the game, and I just remember stopping by the door to his room to briefly watch him play the game. And my mom was like, "Come on, it's time for bed." And I was, and I remember being so upset because I didn't get a chance to play the game, and um. And it was all the thanks to having a lot of homework. But I made up for it when I went back over to my aunt's house to play WWF SmackDown. So hands down, a lot of fun memories with that game. And that's why that's one of my second favorite video games. So my third favorite wrestling game was Raw 2, which was on the Xbox One. And my cousin was the one who had that game. And this was when Xbox was real popular at the time. And everyone who loved playing games had an Xbox. Even my uncle, who was in his 30s at the time, had an Xbox with a whole lot of games on it. So I remember playing Raw 2 and I selected The Rock because he was my favorite wrestler to play with at the time. But I would never forget the way he was walking on that game during his intro. And it was a very strange walk to me. I just remember hearing his intro music. Then he came down to that ring walking like his hip was broke. And I'm like, The Rock don't walk like that. What's wrong? And then I would never forget the way Chris Jericho was walking during his intro. Man he, man, he was walking like his feet was broke. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> but hands down, despite of the strange walks the superstars had in the game, the game was overall a good game because the graphics were uh, were a lot better and it was a fun game. And I remember when me and me, my brother, my cousin and my dad played Raw 2 together. And I remember this like yesterday. We did a fatal four-way match, but it was a no holes barred match. So I forgot who my brother, cousin, and my dad selected, but I remember selecting The Undertaker, and this was when he was American Badass Undertaker. So I remember Taker coming out on his motorcycle and bandana wrapped around his head, coming out to You're Gonna Pay, which was the name of his theme song at the time. But we had a blast playing that game, and I remember I had picked up a ladder with The Undertaker, and my dad was like, uh-oh, Ashley got a ladder. <laughs> and I think I hit someone with it as well, but I forgot who won the match. And I will never forget when me, my brother, my cousin, and my cousin's friend was playing Raw 2. And we was having a time of our we was having the time of our life until it was time for us to go downstairs and eat. And if you all checked out my first episode, you all would know where I'm going with this story. So my auntie called us downstairs to eat. So I remember she was uh she made some lima beans, chicken, and cornbread. <laughs> and something else and she was like if y'all don't if y'all don't eat y'all food y'all ain't going upstairs to play that damn game so we was like okay so i remember my cousin finished his food then his friend finished his food and then me and my brother were the only ones that were still eating so my cousin started helping my brother eat his food and I'm like, that ain't right. And I still got all this food on my plate. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, that food was not good. Because first of all, don't nobody want no damn lima beans. <laughs> and lima beans is not my favorite food. So I remember 
everyone had left the table to go back upstairs to the game and I'm the only one left still eating. So my auntie came back to the kitchen and said, well, I guess you ain't going to play that damn game. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to still play that damn game. Rather I finish my food or not, I'm going to play. So uh, after she left the kitchen, I ate a little bit more, but I don't think I finished. So then I got up out of my chair and threw away what I had left over. And then I said, I'm finished. So I remember flying upstairs <laughs> to that room where they was playing the game. And I, and I remember still playing that game, even though I didn't finish all my food. So Raw 2 was definitely the game on the Xbox. And I will forever always have memories of that game. My fourth favorite wrestling game was WrestleMania 18, which was on the Nintendo GameCube. So my brother actually had that game and he was the one that introduced it to me. So I remember watching him play and I just remember, remember how good he was at playing it. So I was like, well, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And he would just show me on the buttons on the controller. Then I kept on asking him the same questions over and over again. And he was like, it's like this, it's like this, because I really wanted to learn. So I remember I remember I started playing it and, I, and, and as I was starting to play it each and every day, Day, I was getting better and then um, and me and my bro would play together but we would always team up with one another because we both wanted to win at the same time so I remember me and him would always beat up the female wrestlers like it wasn't nothing we beat up Trish, Lita, Mighty Molly aka Molly Holly and I remember when I was the undertaker and I would always do that move on Trish where I would grab her arm bring her back down on the mat, and then flip her upside down on the mat. I remember doing that move a lot. And then I gave her a choke slam and a tombstone power driver. And I remember my bro would always use Shane McMahon because he liked his theme song and in uh, the way he would wrestle, especially when he would do that flying elbow off the turnbuckle. And sometimes he would do that flying elbow on someone that was lying on the announcer's table and then he would crash the wrestler, the wrestler through the table. So Shane O'Mac was my bro's go-to wrestler. And my go-to's were The Rock, Steve Austin, Triple H, Tess, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Booker T, and many more. And me and my bro's favorite matches as a team would be a hardcore match, tables match, TLC match, uh, in a ladder match, but I also like the career mode where you would basically fight and win matches until Mania, and after you were finished uh, a level on career mode, you can unlock some wrestlers on there too. And I do know that you can unlock Raven, Ric Flair, and Stacy Keebler. And I remember my cousin from Alabama had that had the game as well, and I didn't know, and I didn't know that at first. So I remember finding it in his uh, game collection. And playing it for a few hours nonstop without taking a break. So that's how much I love that game. So overall, WrestleMania 18 was hands down uh, a great game. And it will always be one of my favorite wrestling games of all time. My fifth favorite wrestling game was WrestleMania 19. And I could talk about WrestleMania 19 all day long. And that game was also on the GameCube. And, that, and it was way better than WrestleMania 18 because the graphics were, were a little bit better. And they had added some new features to the game like WWE Shop, Create Your Superstar, Tutorials, and Revenge, which I'm going to get into in a few. But that's what made this game better than 18. And I remember like yesterday me and my bro when me and my bro was eating lunch at the table and my dad said guess who called me today 
And we was like, who? And he said, Big Papa Pump, a.k.a. Scott Steiner. And we was like, for real? <laughs> and he said, yep. He he said he's going to be on y'all video games tonight, along with The Rock and Triple H. But you all had to finish our food first in order to see him on the game. So me and my bro finished our food, and our dad and our dad was in the room getting the game ready. And me and my bro was so excited that we went towards the room, knocking on the door, wondering when the game would be ready. And our dad was like, hold on a second, y'all. So when he finally finished setting up the game, he was like, okay, come on, y'all. So I remember me and my bro uh, coming into the room, and all we saw was The Rock coming out to his new theme song, rocking his new tat that was on his arm. And that's when Scott Steiner came out, and all you heard was police sirens and someone saying, holla if you hear me. So that's when Scott came out with the white beads over his head, and he was flexing before he made it to the ring. And then that's when the match started. And uh, and I remember Scott, and I remember Scott was dominating the rock in the, in that match. And then Scott made him bleed. And my dad was like, uh-oh, this ain't a good day for the rock. And Scott ended up winning the match. And then that was when me and my bro decided to play. So he wanted um, so after we got done playing the game, you know, I turned it off. And I opened the lid and I realized that the game he was playing was not WrestleMania 18 because that's what me and my bro was believing. It was still WrestleMania 18 and it was really WrestleMania 19. So that was when I realized that my dad was just joking around with me and him and that Scott Steiner did not call my dad. So WrestleMania 19 instantly became me and my bro's favorite game. And again, we will always team up so we can both win at the same time. And we, and again, we would beat the hell out of the female wrestlers like Trish, Lita, Stacey Keebler, Victoria, Don Marie, and Toya Wilson. And I would either be The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, and etc. And my bro would be Kane, RVD, or Rey Mysterio. And I remember one time my dad walked up in the room and he noticed we was wrestling the girls. And he was like, why y'all beating up them girls? And we was like, because we got, because we have to. <laughs> and then we would wrestle them in a Hell in a Cell match. And we would climb up on the top of the cell with the females and throw them off the cell. And they would crash through the announcer's table head first. And then we, uh, and then uh, they'd get back up eventually like ain't nothing happened. Then we eventually stopped wrestling the girls and we started wrestling the fellas. So I remember when we decided, when me and my bro decided to be the Los Guerreros, which was Eddie and Chavo Guerrero. So I was Eddie and my bro was Chavo. And then and we wrestled Booker T and somebody else in a tag team Hell in a Cell match. So during the match, we decided we wanted to do a double frog splash off the cell. So it was time for us to do to do our finisher. So we climbed up the cell and did the double frog splash. And what made it funny was I landed on one of my opponents and my bro was supposed to land on book, but he did. But, but as soon as he did, book got up and he ended up making book hit the cell and then falling down. And then I, and I swear me and my bro laughed for about, laughed about a couple of hours after that happened because it was just so funny because book, I mean, he was supposed to land on book, but instead of him, landing on him he had got back book got back up and he had landed on the sail and then fell back down and then we still ended up winning that match together and then i remember when we decided 
to uh, be the Los Gorillas again. But this time, we was just going to do a regular tag team hardcore match. So my bro wanted to be the one to get the pin since I was always the one pinning. So I was like, okay, you could get the pin. So we, so we had the match won, and that was when I went for the pin, and hoping that my opponent would kick out. So as soon as he, so um, he did. So the, my opponent didn't kick out, and that was when the ref's hand went down the map on three. And my bro was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I thought you was going to let me pin. And I said, I'm sorry, but at least we won. <laughs> and then he broke down and started crying. And he was, and he said, you were supposed to let me pin. <laughs> and I said, but we won. And then he was like, it don't matter. You were supposed to let me pin. <laughs> and then he going to leave the room and go in the closet holding his teddy bear <laughs> crying. And then he said, I would definitely, and I said, I definitely let you pin for the next match. Cause low key, I felt bad for him. <laughs> and then I remember when I got uh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 19 for my own GameCube system to play when I was at my mom's house. And I remember getting it on Christmas 2003 because I was 10 years old at the time. And I could not sleep because I was just looking forward to opening up my gifts. But I was really looking forward to WrestleMania 19. And if that was the only thing I got for Christmas, I would be okay with that. So I remember playing that game until it was time to go until it was time for me to go to my grandma's house. And I will and I will never forget that Christmas because that was the last Christmas I spent with my uncle before he passed away. And he was the reason I got into wrestling games and the reason I really got into watching wrestling as well. And I don't think I would be talking to you all today if it wasn't for my uncle first introducing me to WCW Mayhem, because that was the start of me becoming a fan of wrestling. And WrestleMania 19 did not have a career mode, but they had this mode called Revenge. And it was about Vince McMahon firing me from the company. And Stephanie McMahon gave me an opportunity to get payback on Vince for firing me. So on that mode, you could select any superstar. So I would have to go on several missions where I would have a certain amount of time to take out Vince's staff. So I would have to fight his um, his staff at the construction site, the shopping mall, the parking lot, and the harbor. And Vince's staff consisted of security guards uh, uh, and construction workers, too. And then sometimes he would hire a WWE, a, a WWE superstar to hire to do his dirty work as well. So I would love to fight at the mall. And my go-to wrestler was always Shawn Michaels because I could kick the mess out of those guards and they won't get back up. So anyway, uh, I would love to fight at the mall because the mall had a wishing well in the center of the floor. And I would throw throw the security guards in the well head first. And I would throw them head first from the second floor of the mall. Then I would like to fight at the parking lot because I could use the cars as weapons by tossing the security guards into the car and throwing the security guards head first on the sunroof. That was my favorite thing to do in the parking lot to the security guards and construction workers. Then I would have to fight at, at least three of them at once and I would get beat up and I would hate it when the security, and then when I would get beat up, I would hate it when the security guards would laugh at me getting beat up because that would irritate me. So then I would start fighting back and then they would stop laughing. So after I completed the various missions at the parking lot, you know, the uh, harbor, shopping mall, the construction site, then that's when I would face Vince at, at Mania. And to finally get even with him, 
Now, after I defeated him, that's when Stephanie came out to the ring to tell me I was back on the roster as a WWE superstar. Then after that, she left the ring, and that's when money started coming down from the ceiling, and that was when the credits came up on the screen. And that was basically the end of the revenge. And I believe I, I unlocked a few things once I beat that mode. Then the next mode on there that they, that they had on there was cool, which was WWE Shop where you can buy weapons and different wrestling moves and stuff like that. And Stacey Keebler will sell you the items as well. And another mode that I, that I liked on there was the tutorial mode, where you was basically learning how to do wrestling moves, and it would tell you which buttons to press to do the moves. And Al Snow was the trainer. And if you do something wrong, he would be like, no, 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 that's not right. Try it again. <laughs> and if you do the mo and if you do the move right, he'd be like, Well done. So WrestleMania 19 will forever be one of my favorite wrestling uh, games of all time. You know, even though you can only wrestle on Raw, SmackDown, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Mania 19, it was still a great game that would bring back so many memories. My favorite, my sixth favorite wrestling game was Day of Reckoning, and it was also available on the GameCube as well. And I remember like yesterday when I first saw the game in the GameStop flyer that they used to get mailed to me, and I was like, I want this game. And I believe it was close to Christmas, and I remember asking my mom if I could have this game for Christmas, and she was like, we will see. So I remember when John Cena did a commercial to promote that game and the commercial became my favorite commercial. I just remember him rapping saying it's a new game and it's tearing the streets up. Lace your boots if you think you can keep up. And I was like, I got to get this game. And then he ended the song by saying, remember, I told you, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And they were showing previews of the game. And after, and after that, that's what made me want the game even more. So I believe Christmas 2004 was the day I got that game. And I just remember playing that game all day long. And I believe my bro played with me too. And I also got Need for Speed Underground and the SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie video game. But I chose to play Day of Reckoning all day long. And what I liked about, uh, what I liked most about that game was the graphics and the music. You know, it was a huge upgrade compared to WrestleMania 19. And the roster on that game was much better. Uh, and it's, and the storyline was amazing on that game. And I'm going to get into that in a few. But I was definitely hooked to uh, that game. And my auntie walked past my room. And she was like, can't you play something else? Because you've been on that game all day. So so I decided to play Need for Speed for a while. And then I turned that off and played Day of Reckoning again. But the storyline was amazing. And it begins with Vince McMahon in his office talking on the phone. And then he said, bring him in the office. So he was referring to a superstar I had created to use in the storyline mode. So I, I named my superstar Rail, like the railroad tracks, and it was just a random name I came up with. So Rail entered the office and he introduced himself to Vince and he said he had what it takes to be the world heavyweight champion one day. So Vince said, just prove to me you can do it. And then he had me, he decided to have me wrestle at a few house shows to prove that I was worthy of making it to the main roster. So I made it to the main roster and you could choose whether you want to go to Raw or SmackDown. So I chose to go to Raw. So I wrestled a few matches on Raw 
And then I joined Evolution, which of course consisted of Triple H, Randy Orton, Batista, and Ric Flair. So I was uh, I was a heel because Evolution was a heel at the time. So I did some dirty tactics. Triple H said, um, you know, Triple H wanted me to do. And of course he said to make sure Batista wins his match. So that way me and him both could get a shot at the tag team titles. So Rail made sure that he did everything Triple H wanted him to do. And I believe me and Batista eventually became the uh, tag team champions. And then I believe we eventually lost the titles and I got out of evolution. And then I became solo again. And I went to the Royal Rumble and I won the Royal and I won the Rumble. And then I went on to Mania to win the world heavyweight title. And I believe I beat Triple H for that title. And that was the end of the story mode. So, but overall, that was a great game. And the story mode was amazing. And I loved the music that was being played in the game. And uh, and doing the matches, I even got my bro into that game too. And he even created Carlito because Carlito wasn't even in the game. Because he was he because that was the year he debuted. So I guess he had they they was gonna wait to put him on the game. And then this was the game that got taken away from me once I had knocked my brother's tooth out during the clothesline. So I remember uh, my dad taking this game away from me, and it was one of the worst days of my life. But I remember my auntie's church friend had the game. So I decided to so once I went over there to uh my auntie's friend's house, her son, my, my auntie's friend's son had the game. And I remember playing that game from the time I was there to the time it was time for me to leave. And it just felt like I had, and I felt free again. I just felt like I had just got out of jail and I could do what I, and I could have my freedom again. That's what it felt like. So yes, that was definitely a great game. And that will forever be one of my favorite wrestling games. And I did eventually get that game back too, just in case anyone was was wondering. My seventh favorite wrestling uh, game was Day of Reckoning 2, and that was on the GameCube as well. And I believe that was the last wrestling game that was made for the GameCube because I believe they was about to discontinue that system. But in my opinion, the first Day of Reckoning was better than this one, but the story mode to Day of Reckoning 2 was way better than Day of Reckoning 1 story mode. And to be honest, that's the only reason why Day of Reckoning 2 was one of my favorite wrestling games because of the storyline and the graphics. But that, now there was some things I didn't like about the game. You know, I didn't care for the music and the superstars were fighting real slow and they added this stamina meter that was really pointless. So if the superstar stamina dropped real low, then they would they would just stop out of nowhere and hunch their backs over because they were supposedly exhausted. So that's what I didn't like. But the story mode was way better than part one story mode, as I just said because it was interesting from beginning to end. So the story started off with my creative superstar, who I may have named Rail again, or I probably named some Jay this time, you know, um, and he was basically romantically involved with Stacey Keebler, and he was doing well on the main roster. So the plot of the story was the world heavyweight uh, title came up missing. And everyone in the locker room was wondering what happened to the title. So uh, Jay forms an alliance with Chris Jericho and Randy Orton to find out who took the title. So in order to find out who takes the title, I have to wrestle in all of these matches. So this one match I had wrestled in was, was in the Fatal four-way steel cage match 
And I ain't gonna lie, that match was hard because you had three people you had to challenge. You was locked up in the cage. You only you could only escape over the cage. It was no pinfalls, no submissions, or escaping out the door. None of that. So, and you have to be careful with your stamina meter too. And it was uh, for the IC title. So that was definitely a huge challenge. And I remember I had, I stayed up all night playing this game and playing this uh, and, and, and doing story mode because I didn't, I think my memory card was full at this time. So I knew I had to do this and I was going to have to finish the game because you already know without no memory card, you ain't going to be able to save nothing. So I remember being stuck on that match for a while because I kept losing. So I decided to do something different. You know, I decided to give Jay a running low blow as a finisher. So, so that way the other opponents wouldn't get back up as fast as they would. So that way I could have time to escape out the cage. So once I did that, it was a, a success. And Jay was able to escape the cage and become the IC champion. And I was so relieved and happy that that was over with. So throughout the story, Jay is the reigning IC champ. But he starts having issues with his relationship with Stacy, and they decided to take to take a break from one another. And it turns out that Edge was the one who stole the title, and everyone is shocked. And that's when Jay and Stacy decide decide to work things out, and they was back on again. And then that's when the Royal Rumble was around the corner, and I was preparing for that, and I had to complete the whole story. And I had to complete the whole entire story mode too, as well, because again, my memory card was full. And um, and then so yeah, I definitely had a challenge up my sleeve, and I stayed up all night. I think I probably to four or five o'clock in the morning doing that. So and I did eventually uh, finish the uh, entire story mode. So I went on to the Royal Rumble, and I won the Rumble, and I went on to Mania to become the world champion. And after I won, I got a huge standing ovation from the crowd, and even Stacy came out to the ring to celebrate with Jay, and that was the end of the story. So in my opinion, it was definitely a way better story mode than the first one because the plot was more interesting and you and, and then it had you wondering what's next. And after I completed the story, I was able to unlock The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I remember when I was playing that game one day with my cousin, who was like three years old at the time. And when he saw Steve Austin on the game sticking up his middle fingers, so he decided it was a good idea to do the same thing too. <laughs> so he left out my room and went in my auntie's room. And next thing, <laughs> and next thing I know, she called my name and she told me to come here. She was like, Ashley, come here. So I come into the room and she said, where did my baby get this from? <laughs> and she was sticking up her middle finger. <laughs> When she asked the question, and I was like, I don't know. And at this point, I, and at this point, I had already knew where he had got it from. I just didn't want to say nothing because I didn't want to. I didn't want to get my game taken away, and uh, I didn't want to get in trouble. So overall, Day of Reckoning Two was a good game, and definitely one of my favorite wrestling games. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't mind playing again. My eighth favorite wrestling game was SmackDown Who Comes to Pain that I that I have on a ple on a PlayStation 2. And this was when I had transitioned to PS2 uh, from GameCube. 
And then um, that was pretty much the uh, first wrestling game that I had bought with my own money. So that was definitely a good feeling. And that was the best thing I, I could have ever did was upgrade uh, from GameCube to PS2. And then which I still have in my possession to this day after 16 years. And it still works, which is cool. And I still have the game SmackDown who comes to pain to this day. So what I liked about the, um, the game was the roster the matches in the story mode. So my go-to superstars I would be was Matt Hardy, Eddie Guerrero, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar. And I like the fact that you could wrestle outside in the parking lot and that you could use uh, a shopping cart to put someone in and you uh, push them and then they just fall out of it. <laughs> and you could wrestle in the training room and uh, other backstage areas as well. So it was like WCW mayhem all over again, which was a plus. And I also like the story mode because they would give you options as to what you wanted to do. So, for instance, JR may ask if you would be interested in teaming up with another superstar to form a stable and possibly win the tag team titles. So you can either do that or you can stay solo. So I like that aspect of the story mode, you know, as you get to choose what you want to do. And I love how the story mode begins. And it begins with any superstar of your choosing sitting in the middle of the ring um, trying to figure figure out their purpose as a WWE superstar and what their goal and then their goals that they want to accomplish as a superstar. So throughout the mode, you wrestle in various matches. You know, you get involved in different storylines as well. And then you go on to the Royal Rumble and win the Rumble or just wrestle a match at the Rumble. And you can also go on to Mania to become the uh, World Heavyweight Champion. So I, I also like how they show some of the superstars backstage, you know, showing the superstar of my, of my choosing some respect for their accomplishments. So that was awesome to see. So overall, SmackDown Who Comes to Pain was definitely a great game that I enjoyed playing. My ninth favorite best wrestling game was SmackDown vs. Raw. And I remember this game like yesterday. I first found out about this game was when I had bought WWE Survivor Series 2004. So they were showing previews before the main menu of Survivor Series came up. So I remember them showing previews of the game. And then they said, it's a new generation. And they said, a new generation is taking over. So I was like, okay. Excuse me. And that's when I saw John Cena in one corner and Triple H in the other corner of the ring ready to fight. But what really caught my attention was the graphics of the game and the music that was played in the game. So I was definitely going to get that game because of how interesting and how cool it looked. So and I believe my dad bought it for me for Christmas. But I must say that they had a lot of scenes in that story mode <laughs> that was not for kids. And I'm surprised that game was not rated MA. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to just be real. I'm surprised. And they had one scene with Tori Wilson and John Cena that was interesting. So John was in her locker room and she was standing in front of John wearing the two piece. And I was like, OK. And then she took uh, John's hands and directed him to the in the shower with him, with her. And then once they got in there together, she threw her bra over the shower stall. And I think the king said, oh, my. <laughs> and that was the end of that scene. Then they had another scene where Sable was giving John a back massage. And then this was a very seductive massage. She had him lay on his stomach. And then she got on top of his back and started rubbing his back. Then she moved her hips up and kept rubbing his back. And then she leaned forward 
leaned forward toward his ear and asked how does it feel. So I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> but I could tell that game was going to have some seductive uh, themes in it because on the main menu, Sable was dancing real slow. Was She was dancing real slow like she was at the strip club. So that was definitely a giveaway. And that was definitely during the Divas era of women, wrestle of women wrestlers. So, of course, they had the bra and panty matches with a bra and panty match up in there. And then they had like a regular one-on-one match. And I remember when I was doing career mode with Matt Hardy, and this was towards the end of the mode. So Matt was involved in the love interest angle with Trish Stratus. And I'm not going to lie, it was interesting. Because you could tell they were really feeling each other, which made the storyline entertaining. So at WrestleMania 20, I had to team up with another superstar in a fatal four-way tag team ladder match. And the tag team titles were not on the line uh, each team was fighting for Trish to be their manager for one year. So I remember being nervous for this match because I really wanted to win and it was a lot of, and it was a lot at stake because there were three other teams that wanted to win too. And plus I wanted to see what was next for Matt and Trish. So after so when the match started, I just remember going out to each of the team members and being cautious of anyone trying to set up a ladder to retrieve the bag that had the contract in there. So 10 minutes had went by, and that's when I decided to set up a ladder and climb up there to grab the bag. So I remember Matt reaching for the bag, and he had it, but another superstar had knocked the ladder down, so he was dangling in the air. And I believe another superstar was trying to grab, grab his legs, but two seconds later, I had pulled the bag down and won the match. And I was so relieved that it, that it was finally over because I was a nervous wreck during that match. So after the match was over, that's when Matt and Trish were together in this room that had candles lit everywhere. So Matt was sitting on one couch across from Trish, and Trish was on, on the other couch laying on her side, congratulating him on his win. Then that's when Trish blindfolded him or told him to close his eyes. And once he removed the blindfold or opened his eyes, she was uh, laying on the couch wearing a leopard two-piece bikini. And that's when she told Matt to come towards her. And he did. And that was the end of that scene. So I'm sure we all know what happened in that room. <laughs> but overall, SmackDown versus Raw was definitely a great game because the graphics were nice for the PS2. The career mode was cool. And they had, and they had a very great roster on that game. And I still have this game to this day that's how sentimental it is to me so definitely smackdown versus raw one of my all-time favorite video games my 10th favorite wrestling game was smackdown versus raw 2006 and i still have this game to this day and this was also the last game that eddie guerrero was on before he passed away and on the next smackdown versus raw game and all of the other wrestling games he was introduced as a legend wrestler which was really cool but what i like about smackdown versus raw 2006 was once again the graphics and I like the fact that you can wrestle in the parking lot. And I think they had it where you could wrestle in the crowd as, as well, which was a nice feature. But my go-to wrestlers were John Cena, Batista, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, and The Undertaker, and Trish Stratus. And I also like the career mode on there as well. 
you know, you could choose any wrestler and the career mode was broken down into four chapters, which was cool. So the first two chapters you will be involved in would be like uh, a storyline with another superstar. And then in the third chapter, you was basically preparing for the Royal Rumble. And of course, the uh, fourth chapter, you was preparing for Mania. And the mode ends with you becoming the champion. And that's when the credits come up. And I believe they also introduced the general manager mode on there as well, which was cool because you had total control of whatever brand you wanted to control. But I could never, I, I mean, never get my ratings where I needed them to be, no matter what type of matches I put together. Then the other the other brand was always dominating. So overall, SmackDown versus Raw 2006 was definitely a great game. And one of the reasons I still have that game to this day. My 11th favorite wrestling game was SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, and in my opinion, this was the last best wrestling game and the last best wrestling game of the SmackDown vs. Raw series, hands down. 2008 was trash, and I'm going to talk about that in another episode. So I remember Triple H being on the cover of this game, and I had got this game for Christmas, and it was Christmas 2006. I would never forget it. So I remember bringing my game system over to my aunt's house and playing this game until 3 in the morning. That's how fun it was. I loved the roster on the game. I loved the music, and I also loved, loved the music so much that I would switch the rest of the theme songs to one of the songs that was on there. So they also put Lil Scrappy's Money in the Bank on there. And that was definitely one of my favorite songs that was on the game. And then I also switched uh, Crime Time's uh, theme song to that, which consisted of JCG and Shad Gaspar. And it was funny because they was dancing to it like it was their original song. And I remember I switched uh, up the Brothers of, Const of, of, the Brothers of Destruction interest song to Money in the Bank. And I had them walk out like crime time. <laughs> and it was too funny. I had Kane acting like JTG. And we all know how hype JTG was. And then, of course, Taker was acting like Shad. So it was so funny to see to see that because I have never seen anything like that in my life. So that was another thing that I liked about SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. You could switch up the Superstars entrance and theme song. So that was a plus. And, and it also had general manager mode on here. And I like that you can switch up the office and decorate the office the way you want to. But again, I can never get my ratings like the other brand, but at least I can say I tried. <laughs> so the career mode on here was awesome as well. You could select any superstar you want, and it was broken down into four chapters, like 2006. But the but uh, the chapters were much longer than 2006. But it was still a great mode, and the first two chapters involved you being in the, in the storyline with a superstar. In the last two chapters, you were preparing for the Rumble and Mania, and you win the title at the end. But overall, that was a great game, hands down, and, and I really enjoyed playing it. And then, of course, I still have this game to this day. So definitely 2007 would be one of the last best wrestling games and one of my favorite wrestling games of all time. My last favorite wrestling game was WWE 2K14. And the reason why this game was one of my last favorite wrestling games was because they bought back all of the legends that we all remember. 
And I like that they included a 30 years of WrestleMania mode on there as well, which was which was a very smart move since it had been 30 years since the first Mania at the time. And I was looking forward to that mode because you was basically reenacting all of the special moments of each Mania. You know, uh, like for instance, for WrestleMania 1, I reenacted Big John Studd versus Andre the Giant in the $15,000 Body Slam Challenge. For Mania 2, I did Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in the Steel Cage match. And of course, I did Mania 3 when Hogan and Andre went at it. And yes, I did give the famous body slam. I did do the infamous body slam that Hogan gave to Andre. So that was definitely my favorite part of the game, you know, was the 30 years of WrestleMania. And after you complete that mode, all of the legends that you win against, you can unlock them as playable superstars in the game, which was cool. And I like the fact that they gave you a choice if you wanted to be superstars from the Attitude Era or if you wanted to be superstars from the current era. So that was definitely a plus. And I also like the fact that the game included different eras of the Undertaker, you know, you can you you can that you can be, but you have to unlock them by beating the Undertaker streak because I believe they had a mode on there called Undertaker Streak or the Streak where you had to beat the Undertaker like Brock did at Mania 30. But that mode was hard as hell, I ain't gonna lie, because the difficulty was on Legend, and ain't no way I'm finna beat the Undertaker on Legend mode. So I'm like, I'm gonna pass on this, but at least I beat 30 years of Mania. But overall, that was a great game, but I still say that SmackDown vs. Raw 07 was the last best wrestling game, in my opinion. But the only credit I would give to 2K14 over 07 was the various modes they had on the game and included most of the legends. And the graphics were uh, way better than 2007. And the superstars on 2K14, of course, look way more realistic than 07. And yes, I still have 2K14 to this day. And that was the last wrestling game I bought about 10 years ago. So that tells you how long it's been since I bought a wrestling game. You know, but overall, these 12 wrestling games will forever be my, would be one of my, would always be my favorites because they bring back a lot of memories and they were so fun to play as a kid and teen. But I don't see myself buying any new wrestling games no time soon because they don't, they don't seem exciting anymore like they used to be. And I really don't have time time like I used to to sit down and play a wrestling game or a game in general but I also heard that you have to download or buy these wrestlers now which doesn't make sense to me when you already bought the game or you may have downloaded the game or you may have downloaded the game but after hearing that I'm like okay you know I guess it may be another 10 years <laughs> before I buy another wrestling game Well, that's going to do it for Wrestling Discussions, episode 15. I hope you all enjoyed this episode because I sure did going down memory lane again and feeling like a kid once again. And episode 16 will be coming out soon, so stay tuned. And also check out my other podcast, Aspiring Discussions. And I also have some merchandise on my website, and I will leave the link in the description box. And if you all haven't, please check out my new singles that's on all streaming platforms. My first single is called Ride and Die featuring infamous Bad Brad and my savage shit. And I will leave those songs in the description box as well. So again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Stay safe and God bless you all.